that song stuck in my head. Um, the Get Lucky song. Okay. Uh, it it's so. I I have such a like a love hate thing with Daft Punk because I appreciate what they do, but a couple of their songs are so like obnoxiously repetitive that it kind of bugs me for a week. Okay. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean. We well, we listened to that album as uh for a listening party not that long ago, and I quite enjoyed it. But I think that was one of the songs that like maybe was on the weaker end of the album, despite it being like the big hit, which is always yeah. you know funny when that happens. And it's I feel the same way about uh one more time because it there's there's things f- going for it like it's not bad, but also if it's playing I have to stop it halfway through because it's like yep yeah, it's it's good you did it sure. I'm glad they're dead. God damn. Wait, they're not dead, are they? They're dead to me. Okay, that's fine. How are you doing, Chad? I'm doing all right. I'm on my new computer, like, fully now, I think. I've, I've brought a bunch of stuff over. I've got the old microphone, the new microphone, uh, set up with the interface. Uh, everything seems to be working really well. I got FL Studio going. I got all, all the hard shit going. Getting, a. Uh, Getting everything there working was a huge pain in the ass and will continue to be a pain in the ass for a little bit. Why would I find out, Cameron? So I That's think, right. I think I'm Cameron, week, and this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. I forgot about that part. You did it. We what did, did you it, find everybody. Out? What did you um, find out? So my old guitar amp sim wasn't working. I had to get a new one. So I have to like start over from scratch on my guitar noises, which is annoying because I had a lot of them I really liked. Uh, and I'm, I'm switching things around and like the guitar, it's not working or sounding the way I, it used to. And normally I would, I, I had, I had my instrument, virtual instrument set up in a specific way and I just saved the preset and, and it would do a lot of work for me in terms of like, oh, if you play in this octave, it's power chords. If you play in this octave, it sustains. If you adjust the volume of the notes a certain amount, it'll, it'll play different articulations. And like some of that's not working anymore. And I finally just had to like properly learn how to use a huge chunk of this that I've been avoiding because I, I found workarounds or just like the program would do it for me. And it won't do that anymore. And it's kind of exciting because technically everything sounds way better now, but it also takes like 30% more work to do anything because you have to like manually articulate every fucking note. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been... I'm making progress again. We're moving forward. I got I got some good guitar going on in a song, and, and I got the bass set up really nice. It sounds pretty dope. And hopefully December I get to start recording vocals for this project. Uh, but it's like light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, there's stuff I got to redo yet, but we're getting there. The, the Band-Aid is getting ripped off, or whatever the metaphor would be. That's good. But yeah, it's never really fun. No. The, um... I got a free version of like Shreddage 3 and I'm noticing now that it's really limited. Like at first it seemed really cool, but now that I know how to do some of this stuff, it's like, oh, there's a lot of things that just you can't do with this one because it's the free version. That sucks. But I'm mostly going to use it as a lead guitar anyways. Uh, I don't need to do some of like the the crazy power chords or the crazy like palm mutes and stuff. It's like, no, I just kind of need it to sound good in the upper octaves, which it does. So at least there's that. But it... it I hate it when there's like free versions of stuff, but they're like really shit to the point where they're not u- worth using. I don't know if you've ever encountered that with anything. I, I, I kind of man. So my computer right now, I let me open my computer dot com slash computer. So my computer has four drives on it. Okay. Uh, I have a C drive, which is a small, I'm going to say it's a quarter gig SSD drive that came with the computer. That's what I'm working with right now. I, I um, understand that's what that. That's it boots on, pretty much. Yep. I have a D drive, and that's like the quote-unquote real hard drive that the computer came with. I have yep. an E drive... And that's the hard drive that I ripped out of my old computer and just stuck it into this one without doing anything to it. Okay. And then I have a G drive, which is an external uh, SSD drive that I keep all my Steam games on. Okay. 
Now, I like this because basically it means stuff that I had installed on my old computer, I can just boot up. So like Clip Studio Paint, I didn't have to like re-register and reinstall it and stuff. It's like I'm just booting it from E. And it, that saved me some headache. Yeah. It, this is also not super perfect. <laughs> and the, I, I honestly, the only thing I actually recommend is the external drive because like this thing, it, it works very well. It's technically not as fast as like being installed properly, but also it's like one terabyte and I'm looking at a Best Buy ad for a five terabyte one that costs like what this did cost. And it's like, well, I'll just buy that and plug it in. Yeah, um, that has been my big issue is getting everything because I didn't just take my old hard drive. And so like getting um, I have like a, a free version for a limited time, Ozone released uh, one of their uh, mastering plugins for free. And the idea was that, oh, you'll like 8 and you'll want to upgrade to like 10 or 11. So I got 8 for free. And this is normally like a $100 plugin. I want to say I'm around there. Red. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Uh, I'm trying to get it again. And it's like, oh, there's no, I can't find it. And so I ended up emailing them because I'm like, hey, I'm trying to find, you know, Ozone 8. I technically own it. I have a serial number, but it's not supported anymore. And they were like, oh, here's here's a legacy download link. Have fun. You know, you can you can re-register it with that. It'll oh, work. wonderful. And I was so fucking happy because I was getting go. like, yeah, I was getting prepped to like rebuy this thing, though. I'm being like, I need this. It is actually extremely important to master music. Like doing it without it fucking sucks. Didn't want to buy it, though. Uh, and so I didn't have to, which is awesome. Um, most of the things have gone pretty well on that front. There's definitely been a bit of like, emailing customer service and be like hey i know i'm working with a you know six-year-old version of something or a five-year-old version of something can you help me out and largely they've been going yeah we can help you out are you sure you don't want to upgrade because you know now's the time to do it i'm like no it's not <laughs> this shit works for a reason i don't I, i'm good i'm good but um yeah it's been it's been the, the pain in the ass i thought it would be but it's almost over which is awesome and your your new setup works better, right? So it'll all be worthwhile. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can play VR chat uh, without my computer, like, turning on fire, which is fucking sweet. Um, I should be able to run, like, the new Halo on this really easily. I should. There's a lot of games that I couldn't run. I was getting into that, that period of gaming now where my old computer just could not handle stuff. And so now I can. I don't game that much, so we'll see how much use I get out of it. But it's nice to be on something new that boots really fast. That doesn't, like, make really weird noises randomly that make me scared. Not having words sucks. Like, Libre's fine. The funny thing about Libre as a free uh, Microsoft Office clone is that it's definitely, like, British. Because it wants to correct a lot of things to the British spelling. And I'm a bad speller, so I've just kind of been like, Oh, I guess I spelled that word wrong. We'll spell it this way, like it says. And that guy, other people are like, why, why are you spelling catalog like you're from England? And it's like, oh... Is there no UE? It's like, no, there's no UE. And it's like, well, I mean, you could spell it this way. It just looks weird because I have a lot of Americanized English in this, too. I liked, um, like, I haven't used Word in forever. I like the thing with the stuff. What is it? Uh, Open Office. That was um, one that was recommended was Open Office. I ended up going with Libre instead just because it seemed like that was slightly more recommended by by people. Yeah, I, I think I understand why. I, I just I have a bit of nostalgia from like my college days where uh, like I there's different programs, you know, but the college I went to, there was a lot of like, hey, you have to buy this book and this like supplemental pamphlet and this thing and this computer program. And by the end of the semester, we never used any of the things that we bought. And so it got to the point where like when my laptop broke and I got a new computer and it's like, oh, this doesn't have Word. And then I had a professor say, well, you need Word because I'll only accept Word documents. You can't use other documents. I'll only accept Word like dot doc cop documents. Right. Yep. It has which to is, be dot .docx. Yeah, and which is so you stupid, have to though, buy Word. Don't use anything else. And so I used OpenOffice and saved it as a dot .docx. And they said, like, well, I'm glad you decided to to take take your uh, education seriously. And it's like, man, you're lucky I'm not a 
a, a smart ass. I'm just kind of quiet because I could say some really mean words right now. I ended up having something similar in a college course with uh, the guy wanted us to buy uh, specific editions of the of the books, which were like old fiction that is in the public domain. And I was like, well, I can just download all these for free because they're in the public domain and I can save myself like $60 or more. And he's like, no, it's got to be these because you got to page number it. And I want to be able to look up the pages because I will do that. And I was like, okay, I will borrow the guy next to me's book when I have to do my work cited page. I was like, hey, friend next to me, do you care? I'm like, no, you can borrow mine. Um, it was weird. Like, it's like the school's expensive enough. Don't ask me to buy a $20 edition of Moby Dick with the, you know, uh, what's it called? The little notes at the bottom, the notations. Like, I don't need that. I can, I can go get that. I go to archive.org and get that. I have one now. I have a leather-bound copy of Moby Dick because I love that book. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, I didn't know I was going to love that book, and he was asking a lot. You know, I've never understood is when uh, activists will, like, stand on a, at a college campus and ask for, like, donations. And it's like, I get that these are the people that are more likely to agree with your cause, but it's like they can't afford ramen this week. Yeah. Like what? What kind of what kind of charity money are you expecting to get from these people? I remember um, being in a, a group. I think it was for ponies. Like it was a Discord, and I feel like a lot of the people there were like pretty destitute. But they would loan each other like the same twenty dollars over and over. Uh, when it's like, man, I'm like so uh, I have no money and I need I want to buy some bread and some cheese. Can someone help me out? Like, oh, I'm poor, but I'll give you twenty bucks. And it, it, I feel like then, then they would reciprocate, and it was just this like same twenty dollar bill getting passed around through uh, PayPal or Venmo or whatever. Um, I don't really have a story other than that reminded me of that, and I never gave anybody money. I actually ended up leaving because it was, it got kind of frustrating. It's like you guys don't want to talk about anything except how poor you are, and you need twenty dollars, and none of you have jobs. <laughs> Found the problem. Did I ever did I tell you about that guy? There was like a guy that asked me for money once, and so I gave him money. And and he was like, he was giving me this like sub story about how like he just moved in to his new dorm, and then like he didn't calculate some stuff right, and it turned out that he just he didn't have money that he thought he had, and so he wasn't sure how he was going to get food that week, or something. I don't remember, but the thing is, he came to me and he asked for like if I if I could spare like a twenty. And it's it was like the it, I knew him well enough where it's like if you're coming to me to ask, I know that you actually need it. So I'd like I don't really care what you're asking for. And I just I gave him a 40. And I said, just like, you know, here. And he he wanted to share his like sob story or whatever to like justify it. And I told him, like, is it no, just take this and then pay it forward later. You know? Yeah. I, like if I'm I'm in a position where I can spare this. So without thinking, I'm going to just give it to you so that you can get through what you're going through. But sometime, somewhere, you're going to be where I'm at. Because I was where you were at at one point. And it just, that's how it goes. And it's a very simple life lesson that I want to share here. Yeah, the, the pay it forward thing is nice. Um, I feel like uh, some of the art communities I've been in, I wish I could remember the examples because some of them are not that old. Where... Like, you can have this, and it's like, are you sure? Like, yeah, just, just, you know, pay it forward. Next time, you know, someone needs help with something or whatever, just, you know, extend the grace. And uh, I feel like I probably owe some grace to people. I think, I don't know if the, I don't know how you monetarily, like, keep that slider even, but, uh, you know, it's something to think about. Well, do you want to talk about cringy Reddit-ass consumerism? Yeah, let's talk about Blizzard. BlizzCon was last week. Woo! I didn't go this year. Um, apparently, I dodged a bullet. I mean, I'm glad you dodged a bullet, but I'm also kind of... Uh, it's disappointing, because I know this was like a big thing for you, and it kept getting, it sounds like, worse and worse over the years. So, this year, uh, first BlizzCon in four years. Okay. Uh, tickets did not sell out. Oh, wow. Weren't they, like, yeah. way expensive? They were a little more, yeah, they were more expensive than last time, but it's one of those things where if you actually think about it, like, the way inflation's gone and stuff, it wasn't actually 
quote unquote that much more expensive. Oh, okay. Um, it it was more expensive, and that was what like I, honestly, <laughs> it was kind of like, do I fly out and see my friend Chad, or do I go to BlizzCon? And it's like I, you know, even though it costs a lot more to get plane tickets, I think this will be my trip of the year, and I'll just skip BlizzCon this year. Uh, don't regret that decision at all, because well, <laughs> this was a rough BlizzCon. Uh, do we want to talk about the announcements or do we want to talk about the show? I mean, I'm probably more interested in the show. I know there's like a K-pop thing. Um, I didn't watch it yet, but it sounded like, I don't know if it was good. I do like K-pop. So, I mean, like I'm vaguely interested in seeing it. I know they released a music video, um, with the Overwatch characters and a K-pop song and the, the song's like fine. It doesn't have that energy I want out of the genre. The video is really cute. Yeah, I thought the video was cute. Um, I I think well maybe we'll get to that. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Uh, In the beginning, you, you heard, yeah, you heard that the tickets cost more. They they also sold like premium tickets that cost an egregious amount more. So I want to say it was like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> and- that is a fuck a lot of money. What that did was that gave you a separate line to get in so you could get in faster through like security and stuff. Uh you got like a um you got like a bag, like a goodie bag thing. It was a backpack and then like a blind bag of patches you can put on your backpack. Okay. So I hope you like this one character from Diablo 4 even though you came here for the Overwatch announcement. There's your Diablo 4 patch. Yeah, okay. I like it's eight hundred dollar premium ticket. I hope you like your blind bag of stuff. I hope you know that is that is blind and random. Good luck with so that. Whatever. It's like for eight hundred bucks, I want one of every fucking patch. Uh, at minimum, and this is also like bear in mind the uh, the door prizes in past years have been much better than a backpack. So, what <laughs> you know, sure. take that as you will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at my tenth uh, anniversary. Uh, Stein <laughs> that I use every Oktoberfest. <coughs> and that wasn't the only thing I got that year either, but man, so whatever. Uh, but you also got uh, better access to the um, like you got to go to the opening ceremony thing because opening ceremony on the main stage uh, had limited seating and instead of having people wait in line let's do a raffle. No! So it seemed like there was some confusion apparently the day of because people who bought the premium ticket didn't necessarily get a different experience than the non-premium people. Uh, there were couples, like married couples, where one of them would win the raffle and the other wouldn't. So they were like forcibly separated, uh, much like Nazi concentration camps. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion. I guess uh, some people complained that the backpack wasn't very like premium gifty (laughs) or whatever so to make it right they gave uh premium ticket owners uh free plushes to like help make up for it but they didn't necessarily like communicate this out so if you didn't hear that they were doing it and you didn't go up to the lounge and complain to the right person then you just didn't get one sure (laughs) uh the show floor apparently did not have like dev meetup signage set up like normally they'll have like a table where it's like here's the overwatch devs and uh, today at noon they're going to come by for autographs you can say hi to them they didn't like advertise the when people would be coming by so that's people no that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so sometimes like the devs would be on the show floor and no one's talking to them because like no one even knows who they are and it's like I, I, it just apparently there's like a subreddit just for BlizzCon and it's like BlizzCon fans and it was nothing but negative stories. Oh no. Uh, this, I, I didn't even know that was a thing, but somebody on the Warcraft subreddit, uh, wrote a daggum essay detailing every single thing that went wrong with their trip personally <laughs> and then linked to, uh, uh, corroborating stories on that subreddit to show that they weren't just making things up. It's like, nope, this person said this. Nope, this person was there when I was there. This person saw what I saw. So it just seemed like there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of headache going around. 
which is kind of embarrassing because it's like you increase the ticket price. Yeah. Uh, this isn't your first show. It, it, for things to go this wrong is really embarrassing. Uh, of course, the people that ran BlizzCon were all fired in that massive firing three years ago. Oh. So, I mean, in hindsight, maybe should have braced for that uh, <laughs> on some level, I guess. But, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the a con like that is, is like wall-to-wall project management and making sure communication's good and letting, you know... The, making sure the uh, people attending know things and can get to things on time. Um, so having new people run that and not and charging more is a huge recipe for disaster. And I think like earlier in the year, I, I mentioned like there were the there was a big metal festival. I can't remember what state it was in, but it was largely like the same thing. Where it was new ish. They spent a lot of money to get a ton of bands in. And then it was a total shit show because they just did not have the infrastructure to support all the people that showed up. And eventually it ended up getting canceled. Um, like after the first day. I, it's easier said than done. <coughs> I wouldn't want to do it because it seems really difficult. I mean, yeah, that's, and like, that's not my skill you, set. I don't, uh... And if you make a mistake, like people who traveled there and spent a lot of money maybe on plane tickets and obviously on your tickets like you don't want them to have a bad time yeah i would feel really bad even if they are overwatch yeah. fans and have no taste i'm curious what the next blizzcon looks like because either they have to make massive changes to improve it or like maybe just stop having these sure uh i didn't see any of the panels because they changed it so the virtual ticket doesn't give you access to the panels anymore, which I wish I knew that before I bought it. Yeah, that's that's shitty. Uh, now I did mostly buy it because I wanted the cute little pet in Warcraft, so I'm I'm only so frustrated because it is a cute little pet. Uh, what else really? So yeah, I mean, like I can't I can't speak to those panels because they're more like specialized. Um, but they did broadcast. Like, the announcements for everybody. Okay. So that was, like, free on YouTube, and you can watch that. So I think that was a good choice. Uh, you know, like, I I want to be fair, so I want to point out, I think that was a good decision. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, bad decision. They're announcing... They announced that they're going to announce the World of Warcraft expansion at BlizzCon. Like, okay, cool. Get ready. Get excited. We're not going to do a Q&A. And I feel like the Q&A is a very important ritual where the devs are more or less hazed for slights. And as a result, the community heals and bonds with the developers. Because yeah. uh, every year you we, we, or every time you, you talk about this, like the Q&A portion is always a really wild bag of shit because fans of, of Blizzard... Um, don't seem to have a lot of filters and can be mean. And so you get some of the stuff with like Diablo that happened that one year. And I don't know, I, I like turning it off, like turning the comments off on an announcement is always kind of a red flag to me too. And this feels like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and similarly, like the, the YouTube channel, like uh, comments are turned off. Uh, it's That's like, not good. It, 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 yeah. I, I understand not wanting to have some sort of dedicated moderation on it. Because it's just, uh, it's a job to filter out noise, but also, <laughs> like, the people that are genuinely there to genuinely have fun, they kind of get hurt as a side effect. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was what it was. A uh, talent show. Oh, yeah, how was uh, that? Well, I, so I thought some of the cosplay was really, really great. Um... I don't remember music. Did they even have music access here? They might have forgone that. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I kind of missed some of the talent show because I think something was going on at the time. But the I, I caught most of the cosplay. And I love the cosplay. There was a lot. Like, they have a category that's uh, it's teams of two. And there was this wonderful uh, mother-daughter team. That was just so charming. 
there was a boyfriend girlfriend that had been to like every BlizzCon and he proposed to her. Um, just a lot of like fun little moments where it's like, oh, it kind of feels like an actual community, you know. the The lady that won best costume, she dressed as the villain from Diablo Four. And apparently this is her first BlizzCon and she wasn't even sure if she wanted to go or not. And she like broke down in tears because she was so like overwhelmed that she won. Aww. And it was just very genuine and very like everyone was there with her. Uh, the people hosting should not be legally allowed to hold microphones anymore. <laughs> uh, you, you've seen good cosplay, right? Like the craftsmanship. Like it's not just gluing cardboard together or putting on a spirit Halloween costume, you know? Oh God. Like these people are making like Hollywood quality props that this one guy came out with a uh, Diablo style, like angel character and his wings. um, Are there supposed to be these like ribbons of light? He had like uh, each one was a servo motor that was animating an LED lit tentacle that looked like the actual wings from the like crazy in-game cinematics. Jeez. That he made himself. You know, it's like th- these people work hard and they do amazing stuff and they're there to have fun. And you'll see this like this this uh this woman comes out with this beautiful dress and it's so striking and smart and you recognize the character but it's also like kind of tasteful in a way where she could kind of wear it to a masquerade party or something like it was just wonderful and it's like how did she do this it's perfect and then the hosts are like like oh my gosh i want to go home and i want to do some arts and crafts myself oh god I haven't sewed in forever, and this the whole night is so inspirational. I want to go home and start sewing right now. And I it's know. like it's it's borderline disrespectful to the people standing on stage right now. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, because I've watched like like the Nerd Forge, the channel, uh, art channel I really like. She's made, I don't want to call it cosplay, but it kind of is. But she's made different armors from different, uh, you know, either time periods or video games. <laughs> And, like, she, she will fucking work real leather. Like, when she does leather buckles, yeah. she she uses real leather and real metal buckles. And uh, some of the, the, you know, she does a lot of, like, plastic molding and stuff and, and then just painting it to look like armor, uh, you know, out of metal. But the amount of work it takes for her to do her costumes is nuts. And they probably cost, like, a th- I don't know, $500 to $1,000 in materials by the time she's done because leather is goddamn expensive. She's using high-quality paints. She's, you know, pounding real rivets into it to make it stick. I mean, she she made herself, like, a cloak once. Like, a like a it looked like it was, you know, from a dead animal kind of thing because she was, uh, like, a knight in the... In, well, she lives in Norway, so it gets cold there. And it's like, holy shit, this looks... It looks amazing. And then I've seen, like, other cosplay channels that do much cheaper, quicker stuff. But even then, the amount of work they put in to do... Uh, to mold like paper and plastic together so they can get the shape they want, but it's still not going to like fall apart after wearing it once. Like you're, you're looking at tens of hours for sure. And, and still like a pretty decent, probably budget even for cheap stuff. So I just, I, I wish that they would get someone to host that maybe uh, demonstrated as element of respect for that. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, I know I'm asking a lot. To, you know, respect your fans, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you are, but... That was a joke. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I... And I know, like, I'm sounding super bitter. Um, If you want to hear super bitter, you should have been in my uh, Warcraft Guild chat during the opening ceremony. Uh, We have some catty bitches in there, but I was queen. <laughs> <laughs> the The number of times... Uh, like, for reference, my, my Warcraft character's name is Debbie. The number of times that the phrase, whoa, Debbie coming hard, coming... <laughs> like, it was... I was I was very mean the whole time. Were you being a Debbie Downer? Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was only... I was only sharing this in, like, the officer chat because I didn't want to, like, bring down the whole guild if anybody was actually having fun. Because it was like, I I'm, I know I'm being mean, but this is criminal. <coughs> Sorry. So, the opening ceremony, 
uh, this is when they make like the big announcements of for like you know every aspect of it. It, it was two hours long, and I was happy during ten minutes of it at the end. That is a long opening ceremony, and not a long time to be happy. It is. It was excessive. It wasn't just stuff that I'm not interested in. The amount of like fluff. I and I've heard this from a lot of people too. Like I, I've been working on a, a video for my workout channel. And I'm trying not to like lift stuff that I've heard other people say, but there's a recurring theme of imitating every announcement by saying, wow, Blizzard, Horde and Alliance from around the globe, we know what it means to be gamers. Like it's that cadence for like the every single thing, every person that came out. They were just like trying to kill time or something, you know. It, like it was strange that nobody knew how to speak. Uh, yeah, they- I, you have to wonder. It's like were they told to do this, or did everybody uh, come to this same conclusion all on their own? In which case, are they all this like I don't know disingenuous to their to their fan base? Because you're at a con, like yeah, you want some some pageantry and stuff, but at the same time, like. You're there for no bullshit. Like you, you spent money. You, you want, you want what's gonna happen. You want to have fun, and so I don't know. It just, like that level of cadence when people talk about games, it always feels like I'm being talked down to. And it's like, no, just shut the fuck up and and just tell me what's gonna happen. What what's coming out? Treat me like an adult and respect my time. And don't don't put on a voice. I don't know. I'm glad I, I'm not a gamer. Well, also, I I did say it was two hours. They were scheduled for an hour and a half, so they ran late. So it's like, I don't think they were told, we got to stretch it out. We got to stretch it out. It's like, that's just how they are. You know what I mean? I. Uh, 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 uh. So, New World of Warcraft expansion. Um, well, now let's go through the opening ceremony. Okay. They they start with a generic, um, I'm the president of Blizzard, and isn't Blizzard bl- the blizziest? We've had our blessed Blizzard Blear of the Millennium, blah blah Blizzard. Uh, they showed like a trailer of random CGI scenes from across the years, and then random shots of BlizzCons from across the years. And it's kind of like, oh, I think we know. Yeah, it's also not a good sign that kind of montage. Uh, yeah, we 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 are aware. That's why we bought our eight hundred dollar backpacks. Uh, after that, then the guy from the president of Xbox came out and he said, that's right. This year we bought Blizzard and they, they held it for applause and he walked off that. That was good. Oh boy. Is that all? Oh, and then, um, the, the president of Overwatch two came out and he talked about what a great year it's been since they launched Overwatch two and how great Overwatch two has been. And how much people love Overwatch 2. In Overwatch 2, they've added so many great things. Like their first... Um, I I don't know. What, what's the minority they added this year? I don't know. They I don't added play Overwatch new racial 2. minority. Uh, they added Pride Month. And they added a robot. And next year, we have even more to look forward to. Like... This guy from Hawaii that looks a lot like Maui from Disney's Moana. Yeah, I said that. I bet a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And also his kit in the game is literally just the heavy from Team Fortress 2, including his overcharged sandwich. Oh. Like, there's nothing original about the character at all. Time is a flat circle. Um, Well, (laughs) so are shillings. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that took forever to get through all that. Um, I don't know that they said anything that's going to like win people back that haven't already been playing. Like I, I, I don't think they came out and, and said, like, here's what you guys want to hear. Uh, they did technically announce two more heroes that they, they couldn't show off yet, but they showed like pictures of the heroes. Which is kind of fun to know that like there's more coming, but also... Isn't it fun to like discover that? 
Like wh- now we know what they look like. So yeah. like, by the time July comes and we get Shibibbity Dibbity to come out and they and they they're going to roll out in rollerblades and say their pronouns are they them and we're going to be like, "Well, yeah, we know. We heard that last year." Right. Like, that was my issue with new. um Smash Brothers Brawl when they had, were like they had that website and like once a week they'd show a new character that would show up in Brawl. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, they no, show no, no. a little too much. I I want to I want to I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> um so that was a little strange. Uh especially because it wasn't like groundbreaking. Like I think if it was something to really look forward to, I understand why you hype it up, but it's like, well, here's a character announcement for next August. Oh, okay. That's a ways away. So, um, I guess next to be Diablo. And so Diablo, they talked about how Diablo 4 came out and how great Diablo 4 was. And basically just like inadvertently reminding everybody of every controversy and bad moment that's happened since Diablo 4 came out. Hi, by, there's by a lot carefully of them. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like they're saying how like, look how smooth this road is while you're feeling the car sway left and right around every single pothole. Where it's like you're technically not hitting the potholes, but I know what you're doing because I'm sick now. That That's what the Diablo <laughs> conference thing <laughs> sort of felt like. Uh, they also announced an expansion. So you can buy an expansion that's going to have a new character in it, a new class. And it's like, is the core game fixed yet? Well, you can buy this expansion. Okay, what what character is it? Well, it's a new character. Okay, well, is it the Witch Doctor? Well, no, it's a new character. You haven't seen him yet before. Okay, well, what is it? It's it's new. So buy it. I feel like that's becoming a trend, or has become a trend with games in general, with, like, expansions and um, season passes and things like that, where they want you to buy all the stuff, but they won't tell you what's in it because it's not done yet. And you just got to trust them that it'll be good. And I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I don't know people that are excited about the expansion itself. They did do like a deep dive panel later where they they talked about some more nitty gritty stuff. And that was what people wanted to hear. Uh, So it's not all bad on the Diablo front. Uh, It's maybe mixed, but it's not all bad. Okay. And then it gets to the Warcraft segment and people like, okay, great. There's like 30 minutes left in the show. Let's let's do it. Come on. And they talked about how everybody has phones. Uh-oh. And with those phones, you're going to have a rumble of a time playing Warcraft Rumble. And then they played the trailer for the phone game. And they didn't actually talk about it. They just that was they just like introduced it and played the trailer and they said it's out now so you can play it now, and it's like okay you know what brief we're moving on, because Hearthstone is the biggest Warcraft phone game, and here at Hearthstone, we're excited to unveil our greatest mm-hmm, expansion mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. about cowboys. Oh, actually, but- that's a. That's neat. I'm 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 on board so far. Um man, by by the sound of it, I was too and I I don't I don't care for their art style. <laughs> I think the oh. direction they're taking it uh, they're not all bad, but they're not super great. Um the Hearthstone expansions are very hit and miss with me. I don't think there's like a good or bad period. I feel like they alternate between good and bad takes. And I, this one, the trailer was just a little blah. Like, do you remember the one year? This is a while's back, so you probably don't. But like, the theme was like, like uh, prohibition era gangsters. I don't remember that, but I like that the was concept. adorable. It was yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's called the Mean Streets of Gadget Zan. And there were these rival gangs. So there's like the Asian gang that's run by a panda. And then there's like a money laundering gang that's run by goblins. And they have these like big orc thugs. Oh, this is cute. It, yeah. Um, it was really adorable. And <laughs> honestly, like I loved a bunch of the characters. Um, I love this one. There's like this orc, uh, but she's dressed like a flapper with like the pearls and everything. 
Yeah. And then there's one of those two-headed ogres, and, like, one head is the mob boss, and then the other one is, like, the grunt that does the dirty work. And they just have, like, a stitched-up shirt, so, like, one has the tie and the other one doesn't. I love that. That is so fucking clever. It's really, really cute, right? Yeah. Um, let me look up the cowboy art. Um, It's called uh, Showdown Badlands. Um... You know what? Okay, there's this, like, wallpaper image that I think looks better than the art from the trailer. It looks like it's kind of big because it's loading very slowly on Discord. Hooray, my favorite! There we go. I don't hate the art style, but I also... It feels a little, like, generic phone game. Um, Here's a snake called Spurfang. And it has like cowboy spurs instead of fangs. Oh, that's a that's a neat little idea. I like that. Uh, yeah, but let's see what like the execution looks like. Okay. If I'm this watching. image will load, okay, maybe it's Discord that's slow because this shouldn't be a big picture. Here we go. Oh, actually, I I, I kind of like that. Like it it technically makes no fucking sense. But I think as a piece of des artwork, design work, a snake with a cowboy hat with little fangs on the band, and he's got uh, spurs on his mouth, and he's got a bandana, like that is like legitimately kind of kind of cute. That's a, that's a good cartoon character. This one's kind of cute. It's a uh, demon hunter card, and they wear blindfolds, and it's a blind eye sharpshooter, and she like she got a bullseye in the background there, and she's like blowing the. The fell magic off her evil gun. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad trailer, but it didn't like win anybody over. I, I haven't heard anyone bring it up since BlizzCon. Sure. <laughs> um. So then, of course, uh, we get uh, Warcraft, World of Warcraft. And they had this lady come out wearing this super weird tacky dress that was confusing to look at. And this was especially in the guild when when uh, people started pointing out how like catty and mean I was getting because I was like ripping into her fashion choices here. Um, I I wonder can I share my screen real quick, and you can uh, you can hear how she talks so you know that I'm not just making up this cadence thing. Okay. Um, it looks like it's sharing. Okay. I see it. There we go. Yeah, it's sharing. Why are people cheering? So you see what I mean? <laughs> it's a little, yeah. Is Black Fathom Deeps an old-ass raid? BFD, yeah, this is yeah, in yeah, classic. Yeah. BFD was kind of cool, I think. I don't um, know. No, I heard that in my nostalgia they... <laughs> brain. Went, Wee! So, so, yeah. So what she did was she announced the stuff coming to Warcraft Classic servers. Um, they just launched hardcore server, so if like you die, it's permanent. There's no reviving. Yep. Um, they're doing uh Cataclysm Classic, which was it was funny to me because I went to saw, I, I saw Richard the other day, and he said, "Oh, I heard about BlizzCon. They announced the new Warcraft expansion is Cataclysm." And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I want to see that." And he brought up the Cataclysm trailer, <laughs> which is like what came out like 15 years ago. And he's like, well, that looks cool, but didn't this happen already? And it's like, yeah, that was the highlight. <laughs> um, but the other thing they announced was this weird, uh, they're, they're doing, it's called Season of Discovery, where they're going to, like, the classic servers, but they're adding, like, what-if stuff. So there's, like, some slightly different quests, and they're, like, remixing dungeons that they're different and new. And they're going to be putting in, like, old unfinished content that never got to the, like, live game. And they're putting in new abilities and stuff. So you can be, like, uh, you can tank as a rogue. Or you could heal as a mage and stuff like that. The funny so thing when, when she like, said uh, tanking Warlock is, like, that was a gimmick in an old Burning Crusade raid. Like, you had to buy a specific yeah. set of gear. And I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. That shit's not new. I'm so, old. Well, I was it, there. 
Well, that, but that's the thing. Because that was a fun thing to do, now they're just, like, supporting it. So you get, like, actual abilities that help with that. And, like, make it viable. And so they're just, like, they're experimenting and doing different stuff. And it's, like, I think that's a fun idea. I don't think it's a that's a bad idea at all. Um, Then they brought out Chris Metzen, who now works at Blizzard again. They brought him back. And I think a lot of people are excited because it's kind of like if Star Wars brought back George Lucas. But I'm kind of sour on it because it's like, what if Star Wars brought back George Lucas? <laughs> Which is how I explain it to people. Like, that for some reason, people are, like, happy because, like, oh, he's going to save Warcraft. And it's like, weren't we all celebrating when he left? I, uh, whatever. Um, But the way he walks out and talks, I like, compare the cadence that she had to, like, how he immediately addresses the crowd. <coughs> he sounds like a wrestler. But he's, like, talking. You know, he's not, like, reading off a teleprompter thing about here is a feature you want. Yeah. You know, no, he, he's like actually He's got showmanship. <laughs> he he understands what people want to hear too. Sure. And so he leans into that half of it. Um so of course like the big World of Warcraft news is they announced a new expansion because we knew that they would. But what he did was he announced the next three expansions. That's fucked. I don't like that at all. That's too it's, many. Um, <laughs> it's because the story is so big that it's going to go across three expansions. Um, Because it's going to be like the Marvel Avengers movies. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think it's great. Oh, it's boy. It's fantastic. Um, much and and also they're going to conclude uh, by 2030, which means for the next seven years we will have no surprises at BlizzCon. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like this. There's just a lot of red flags here for me. Um, anytime um, it's like it's like the Avengers. You want this all fitting together, right, and lasting a decade. And it's like, well, no. No. Um, no, I got sick of so, the Avengers. <laughs> so he didn't just give us the titles. He told us what they're about. And uh, this first one coming up is called The War Within. And it's about you, we go underground and we're going to uncover uh, who like what what evil forces are really behind everything and like what's actually at stake and what we have to do next. Uh, World of Warcraft Midnight. We're going to face the darkness and understand better the cosmology of the world and uh, get ready for our, our uh, to fight our greatest foe ever. And then World of Warcraft, the last Titan, where we will finally meet our gods and find out if they're really who we think they are. There was something about this presentation that was bothering me, like really bothering me. And it wasn't just, like, mild annoyance that, like, I don't like these types of stories. But those um, those story arcs I just described happened to line up with the last three expansions of Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, boy. Which have very similar colors in their yes. logo designs. <laughs> yes, they do. Look, Talking the about Stormblood, Shadowbringers, and Endwalker. Endwalker has the like the circles the fucking same. It even has like that weird and gold. um gold and uh, yeah, like let's look at the purple and the word midnight and then the purple and the word shadowbringers. Let's look at the war within. It's all red storm blood. Look at all those uh pikes and spears. Well, the other thing too is like uh, on paper this sounds fine, but also on paper I'm pretty sure like Dungeons and Dragons has done this <laughs> multiple times uh over the last like 20 years or 30 years through their you know their oh totally their fiction um it, it's one of those like <laughs> it's not it's not new storytelling it's pr they're pretty well-worn tropes i think at this point and so hey want to get really excited to do warcraft but in a story you read already it's like well i mean maybe depending on where you sit on the on the lore and the narrative of warcraft but 
I can see why people would be lukewarm. And then when you you showing me the 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 comparison to Final Fantasy, it's like, oh yeah. So yeah, um, I think the other thing that kind of bugs me a little bit is I don't like the cosmic scale stories. Like I like the world in World of Warcraft. So I kind of want like, you know, I, it's fun to go out and explore and find things. And it's like the the whole, the, the thing with an MMO is the magic that there's this huge world and you're like peeking your toes into it. And how far do you want to take your adventure? You know? And like, you're going to bump into people. You don't even know what could happen. And it's like, it's this game isn't doing that anymore. It's becoming less MMOE every expansion. So hearing these next three stories are going to be like Avengers Endgame. It's like, oh, well, thanks for the heads up. I know when you said we're going to go into the, uh, you know, dig underground and find stuff. I'm like, oh, the Underdark, the thing that D&D has had for 30 or 40 years. Um, We got <coughs> we got a few things. Um, oh, look at this new login screen. When you character select, you can okay. pick like your favorite characters and they all like sit at a camp together. Oh, that's kind of charming. Um, so this is part of a new feature where you can share like reputation points and unlocks and stuff across your characters better. Um, which is kind of neat, I guess. Uh, you can buy the collector's edition of the expansion for $90 if you no, want thank a blue you. mount. Let me see. I, oh, I thought I had a page up. With, uh, I was going to show you the expansion stuff. Like The, the zones look pretty. Like, I mean, in a general way, this feels like more of the same. Like, there's not, like, huge features. But also, the game looks good. I Like, yeah. I, I think it'll be a good expansion. Um, It's not like, wowie zowie, look at this whole crazy concept. You, you get a spaceship or something. Like, it's none of that. It's just sort of like, look at this area. It's cool. There's this one area where, like, there was some kind of, like, uh, I forget the name now. But they're kind of like... Uh, like crusader kind of uh you know super puritan uh humans right they somehow got trapped underground and they basically built a church and a society underground where they fight off these evil forces that come from the shadows okay and the zone is cool because in in the roof like it looks like sky kind of because it's just so high up and there's this giant crystal that juts down and it glows radiant like that's their sun and periodically, it'll just turn dark, and then all light is gone, and all the evil comes out until the uh, crystal lights up again. And it's like, okay, you know what? This will be a fun zone. Like, that's all they yeah. told us about it. We don't have any of the story. And I was like, I'm sold. I Don't tell me anymore. I'm, I, I can't wait to play it. So, <coughs> yeah. Oh, and also the cinematic was, uh, I mean, like... Do you remember the cinematic for Warlords of Draenor where they were recreating the moment that Gromash uh, drank the demon blood and turned all the orcs green? Um, But like this time, this time it's different and they betrayed the demons and there's like a whole like fight and they like behead this like giant demon and there's like green fire everywhere. You know, and like, and Gul'dan's there is like, no, this wasn't supposed to happen. And then Garrosh grabs them. It's like, times change. And it, it, they, like, start erecting all these war machines, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? There's just, like, so much. And then... <laughs> it's I like, think you uh, showed me that once. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, you don't have to watch the whole thing. I'm going to send you this link for the, the new cinematic. Just, like, skim through it and tell me what you see. Okay, I'm opening it up. The War Within announcement cinematic. It's five minutes long. May contain content inappropriate for children. I'm turn closed captioning off. Got a guy. He's sitting on a rock and he's got a sword and he's looking very, uh, very pensive. He kind of reminds me of a uh, Roland from The Dark Tower. Like he's, uh, he's lived a shit life. He's got a quest. He's obsessed. He's got a, he's got a mustache. I'm going to skip ahead a few more seconds. He's still sitting on this rock being really sad. Go in a little further. Okay, I'm a minute in. Hey, someone showed up. Oh, it's an orc. Took a minute for someone to show up, by the way. Okay. They're having a moment. They're talking. This is like, uh, I mean, like graphically, this is very beautiful. Like, it's very well done. Oh, yeah. 
uh-oh, looks like the orc's going to sit down and uh, and be uh, sad and, and emotive and silent and moody. Uh-oh, something's calling out. I'm going to skip to 228. It's the most replayed. What's going on? Oh, he's finally drawing a sword. He looks very sad. He's not that person. His teeth are really straight and very white for this time period. I feel like his teeth would be a little more fucked up. Like, he's clearly been well, in fights know. before. Like yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd gotten one or two knocked out of his head. Holy shit, this is so slow and boring. <laughs> this is oh. five minutes. This is a five-minute cinematic. Did someone get stabbed? I skipped ahead and it made a stab sound. The no. orc's still standing. Oh, and now they're friends again. They're drawn here by the voice. 418. Da da cinematic music. Okay, I'm bored. I mean, I was bored like a minute in, but now I'm really bored. I, man, I, I, <laughs> I was, I found it. This, this picture uh, from the Reddit. Um, cinematics now, and here's Thrall and Anduin like sitting in a therapist's office, and then cinematics back then, and it's like wrestlers, but with like all these orc heads on them. Yeah, see, that's where you, that's where it's at. I remember some of like I think the one for Wrath of the Lich King was fucking dope. Because like Arthas was there and there's yes. zombies and he had a sword and it would, people were dying. But it was also it was, dramatic. Yeah, it was cool. Like, um, so here uh, here's a part here's a scene from a cinematic from uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers, where the main character has the same like grizzled beard and he's and like robe cloaked over his armor. Yeah, that's a that. and and then in the exact same way as in the War Within trailer, um, they get a headache and a vision of a crystal, and they put their their ha head in their hand because the headache is so strong. Because that's a thing that happens a lot in Final Fantasy when they see the mother crystal in Final Fantasy. Also, where's the fucker crystal? So I am, I I again, I think the expansion itself looks pretty good. But they didn't do a lot to win people over with, like, crazy concepts, you know? <clears throat> I'm I'm sorry it was disappointing. How was the K-pop thing? Before we maybe wrap this um, up. <coughs> I don't know, it's fine. I don't like K-pop as much as you do. Oh, okay. It was That's that fair. song from the, the that they did in that video. Yeah. And then they played another song right after that... I thought sounded exactly the same, but apparently it wasn't, and then I tuned out. That 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 sounds about right. I've thought about trying to do a K-pop playlist for you and to talk through. I don't know if you would enjoy it, but also it would just be songs I liked. I, I don't actually care about the intricacies or the history of the genre. So it'd be like a playlist of my favorite K-pop songs, and I'd be like, look, I'm sharing music with my friend. No, I, I wouldn't mind that, because the thing is, I think you would put together a listenable playlist. I would at least try to make things sound sonically different, so it's not like you're hearing the same song ten times in a row. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'd be open to that. We might do that sometime soon. Um, but oh, yeah, wow. that was BlizzCon. This Lilith costume is amazing. Look at those! Oh yeah, no, wings. she is. Holy shit! She deserved to win. I, I, that was not a controversial award. Yeah, these are cool. I, the, uh, the amount of work that went into these and like. Uh, you know the, the the just the care, right? Like you have to care so much to take a a, a character from a video game or a, your avatar in a video game and make it real life like this. Like the fur on these cloaks, obviously probably not real fur, but it looks like it's real fur. Like it's dirtied up and it's dyed, and um, you know the way it's like attached and everything. It looks like it it's seen some shit. Like they weathered this clothing. They put this together and it was perfect. And then they went, okay, we need to make it look dirty now. I hope we don't fuck up. Because that is always the scariest part of these projects. And they went for it and they did it. And if they would have fucked up, that would have been horrible. Oh, there's some cute like diva cosplay with the, with the mech right there. Is that someone else dressed as a mech? I hope so. It looks like it. Um, Which one? Uh, it's a little further down. It's not like the most amazing, but I just like that like someone is the mech and someone is her. Oh yeah, that was um, I think that's a diva costume. 
Let me see. I think that's a skin from the game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was actually a mother daughter. Uh, oh, combo. nice. Yeah, and so it's just that's a very fun. Like you could tell they were both having fun to be there. Like they were happy on stage. Uh, but you could you just know that they had a lot of fun. Like. Uh, you know, working on it <laughs> too. Yeah, like they, they clearly enjoy each other's company. Like it was just a very genuine, uh, soulful moment. And I mean, like that's again, we we laugh about the cringe that they broadcast, but the reason I like to go to BlizzCon is because everyone in the room is there for the same reason, and you get so much positive energy. And so the community night stuff—that's maybe the one time you might see it on the screen. If people have never been, then you just don't realize what it really feels like to be there but also the cringe is free yeah so you can enjoy that from home yeah these are these are really good costumes this is cool wahoo wahoo so that was blizzcon 2023 well i'm i always like blizzcon because uh you get to tell me about it and it's a fun episode and i have i have like a lot of emotional connection to world of warcraft still despite having not played it in so long and i do feel like i get to like vicariously live world of warcraft through you and so this kind of stuff is really enjoyable for me even if i don't talk as much so i i do thank you for for waltzing me through uh this convention well anytime and uh you can watch the k-pop show if you want the end. i might we'll see how about a uh, glad space. Is there anything that you're happy about? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, what the hell? No way. Oh, uh, Attack on Titan. I, we're still watching that. I, I this has been a couple weeks now. Um, we're we're like a good chunk into season two. I'm really enjoying this anime. I have I have like qualms with it. Like it's not perfect. But ultimately, like it, it is still good. I'm having a lot of fun. I like all the uh the amount of characters and like there's a nice sense of danger. It gets really fucking weird and creepy. It's doing a lot of really good storytelling. I get why it was compared to The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones when it first came out. I I think those are fair comparisons and obviously, you know, badges of honor to wear if you're a show getting compared to early Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Um so yeah, I guess I guess that would maybe be it. Like I'm I'm still I'm still watching it. I'm still having fun. I think it's cool. At some point, I would like to devote a little more time to actually talk about it. Uh, maybe when I'm done with season two or a little into ways into season three and have some real like meat and potatoes things I can finally finally discuss. But it's 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 good watching, good anime. I'm having having a blast. Well, I'm glad. There you go. What about you? What what makes you happy this week? Uh, this week is actually a fun week in Warcraft because the big patch is coming out. Okay. Sorry, uh, someone, someone, I'm trying to get, uh, what time do I need to be online tomorrow for a thing? And he's making it, like, the most fucking insufferable he could possibly do. And it's like, just, just <laughs> translate it to central, you jackass, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> Okay, I was just I, I was expecting you to say yeah or something, and I didn't want to like talk over when you said it. Um, but it's about the Emerald Dream, and so there's all sorts of like goofy things on top of pretty green things, and the new raid looks really cool, and there's lots of fun like druid stuff and stuff and whatever, and it just sort of feels like good Warcraft. And so I mean, I it leaves me feeling optimistic about the expansion because that BlizzCon weekend it was like, boy, this is a mess. But, you know, like more objectively and letting my uh, my thoughts collect, I'm feeling kind of better about it. That's good. And this patch is helping with that. So the Emerald, Emerald Dream stuff was was always a really, really fun Warcraft lore. I, I do kind of wish I had gotten to see some of that because um, I stopped before it really became a thing in the game. Yeah. And this uh, this one's going to be interesting, I think. I I don't know if it's everything people want it to be. Because, like, de depending on how they use the dream, sometimes in the story, it's, like, the most important thing in the world. And then other times, it's like, well, we could probably fit this in a dungeon. Like, depending on the context of how they handle it. So sure. I hope that a patch dedicated to it with a whole zone you can explore is enough to make people happy. Yeah. <clears throat> That's making me happy. Yay. 
Uh, do you remember? Do you remember with the druids how you could have like a uh that weird like moonkin form? Uh, yes. Like I, a, I I like the moonkin form a lot. It was fun. It's like a big goofy owl, but you're also like a bear, but you're also like uh you have antlers. Yep. Yep. Um. So they updated it where you can actually customize how you look the same way that like you customize your character. So you can pick like different antlers and then different eyebrows and then different like wings and different mustaches, uh, colors and stuff. So they're, they're really, uh, they're treating druids real nice. This patch. I mean, I would hope so with the Emerald dream stuff, but I also, I feel like that kind of shit's a long time coming where every druid you, you have like your custom armor and you look cool and you turn into an animal and you all look the fucking same or you turn into a moon candy and you all look the same, but dumb. And so, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> Moonkin was fun. Uh, the rotation on that uh, was was cool. I think the concept was cool. Like the crazy armor increase for no reason was cool. Yeah, I I think that the druid as a class is funny because it, it was always supposed to be kind of like a jack of all trades, master of none, but it'll accidentally become master of all trades. Which is they funny because it wrong. Earlier, early on, it was like not even jack of all trades. It was like you do them all really shitty. Have fun being a druid. It, Show yeah, up outside you, the raid to buff. Yeah, I think at, at launch it was like basically you were like relegated to like secondary healer, right? Yeah, like that was what you can do is you can kind of help with the healing if we're not using all our mana. So yeah, good for them. That's my glad space. That's a good one. I remember when I was a DPS druid, um, Feral, I would still, like, the uh, the the healers would, like, have to have dibs on my innervate, which would re- uh, increase their mana uh, regeneration. So when they'd start getting low, they'd be like, hey, you need to pop out of your form and then give me my mana back so I can keep healing. And so um, there'd always be a blip in my, like, DPS every, every boss fight where it, <laughs> it would drop a little bit because I had to do a support thing. Which is honestly kind of cool. I, I wasn't like that ego driven, so I didn't. I didn't mind. It was. It was neat to be, like fill a, a I, proper support role yeah. as a character. And again, that's the kind of stuff I want in MMOs. It's like different kinds of roles, and not just a contest who who can like maximize one form of damage. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, I guess with that, I wish everybody a good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody.